Today's episode of the Busy Blooming Podcast is brought to you by Ana Luisa. I'm a huge fan of simple, minimal gold jewelry. I've been wearing the pieces they sent me all day, all night, and I've been showering in it, sleeping in it, and they have held up so, so great. So Ana Luisa, spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, is on a mission to bring sustainable, high-quality pieces at a very, very fair cost, starting at $39. They have new pieces every single Friday. Their website is stunning. So go take a scroll, go take a look and treat yourself to some high quality pieces. They've kindly provided a discount for 10% off with a link in the show notes and the code is busy blooming. If you guys know me, you know, sometimes I'm just a little bit extra. And especially when it comes to jewelry, I'm just so, so picky because I have a nickel allergy. So any kind of zipper or belt buckle or piece of jewelry that is not a very high quality piece, I break out in rashes. It's just not cute. So that's why I usually just never wear jewelry. And I've been on the hunt for some minimal gold pieces that I can just leave on literally all the time. And I have finally found them with Ana Luisa. I've been wearing their really thin gold chokers, thin gold rings, and their chunky gold hoops every single day. I've got so many compliments and I've had no issues, like no breakouts on my skin. Nothing's like irritating it, which is so, so rare for me. So they, the quality is amazing and the pieces are stunning. So like thin and minimal and just really, really timeless. They are a great brand making high quality, sustainable jewelry. So go check out analuisa.com slash busy blooming. I promise you guys will love them as much as Alexis and I do. And I think that's everything from us. So thank you, Anna Luisa, for sponsoring this podcast episode. And let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Busy Blooming podcast. It's just me this week for the intro. I know it's it's tragic, but Alexis is on her birthday weekend living her best 24-year-old life. So you guys are left with me, unfortunately. So hello, everybody. Welcome back or welcome if you're new. If you are new, Busy Blooming is more than just a podcast. This is actually our most recent project of Busy Blooming. So if you're a woman in your 20s, you should definitely go check out the Busy Blooming network and community. We have a Facebook group. We have an Instagram with takeovers every single week. We have a LinkedIn, a blog, and lots to come. We're also on TikTok, and there's a lot in the works right now, so make sure to go join the community of women in their 20s, and we would just love to have you as part of the Busy Blooming community. So anyways, today we have a very, very exciting episode. We have Johanna Mullen on the podcast. She's a mindset and success coach. We talked all about unlearning perfectionism, her journey with perfectionism, pulling herself out of a dark place, what to do when things post-grad just do not go your way. And we also had a really great chat about gratitude at the end of the episode. So lots of good stuff to come. I'm so excited for you to hear this week's episode. For the intro this week, of course, we asked you on Instagram for questions and your thoughts on this week's topic. If you want to be a part of the intro, go follow us at Busy Blooming with two G's. And I'll go through the answers and the submissions in a second. But I wanted to just give a little life update. I feel like I never give life updates. I'll keep it short. I like, I promise, guys, I'm going to keep this short. But if you guys are new, hi, my name's Tess. I started Busy Blooming coming up on our one year, which is crazy. Um, but I also work full time as a 
marketing manager in Toronto. I live with my boyfriend Storm in our apartment downtown and I graduated from University of Toronto. Anyways, that's a little bit about me, but, but I wanted to share that today I did something I've been wanting to do for years and years and I finally did it. I'm realizing I'm overhyping this as I'm saying it, but today I went to my first spin class that I've ever been to. I am really not a huge fitness gal. I just like, I have definitely gone in waves, if you know what I mean. Like sometimes I'm like really, really into it. And then sometimes I'm just, you know, on the couch and at my desk all day. But the last couple of weeks I have been in the zone when it comes to working out, eating clean, drinking water, sleeping lots, just like trying to really get my health in check, taking my vitamins, all that sort of stuff. So anyways, today I went to my first spin class because I just have always, I've just always wanted to go to a fitness class. I have never been the ever to any sort of fitness class in my life. Nothing like at 45, Orange Theory, Spin, like I've just never done it because I just find it so intimidating to be working out with other people. And that's definitely an insecurity thing because I'm just a little bit new. I'm pretty new to working out. So this morning I woke up. Was I a little bit hungover? Yes, I was. But you know what? I took an Advil, had a banana, had some water, and I powered through. Not to sound like so extra, but this was the most fun I've ever had working out in my life. It was such a unique experience. It was all women in the class. They had music like blasting. All the lights were off and there was like a disco ball. It was just so 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 much fun I was dripping in sweat which you know not the cutest thing ever but it was just like such an empowering invigorating experience and I just wanted to share that you know I've been so intimidated to go to workout classes for years and I finally did and I finally did it today and I'm just over the moon I feel very proud of myself (laughs) that I did that so Anyways, just wanted to share that because, you know, if you're thinking of doing something that you've been afraid of, you don't feel like it's your brand or it's who you are, just give it a go. You just, why not? Life is short. As Billie Eilish would say, one day we're all going to die and no one's going to care. So just go for it. Anyways, today we asked you on our Busy Blooming Instagram for two questions for your thoughts on this week's podcast topics. So first question we asked you is do you consider yourself a perfectionist 67% of people said yes and 33% said no so our busy blooming community it's made up of mainly I would say 99% of people are women in their 20s who either work a nine-to-five job are in college nine-to-five work part-time so I'm not totally surprised that the majority of people consider themselves a perfectionist this week joanna talked about you know the traits of someone who is a perfectionist i'm not gonna say i felt called out but i definitely could relate to a lot of what she was saying so i just think it's interesting to hear from you so good to know we have a really big group of perfectionists in our community so i don't think i would consider myself a perfectionist i really like the quote done is better than perfect I feel like with my YouTube videos even with my job sometimes maybe it sounds bad but I just 
really like checking stuff off a list. I just really like completing tasks. And I'm not too worried a lot of the time if it's perfect, like if the music is like totally perfect in the vlog or if my email to a vendor is like not crafted perfectly. I'm like, it's done, it's fine. So I feel like I'm definitely not a perfectionist. So I don't know, take, take what you will from that. Okay, the next question we asked you is, how do you get yourself out of a rut? So, so many premium answers as always. I just wanted to call this one out. Someone said listening to this podcast and I mean, like, should we end it there? Like, We should probably keep reading through them, but I just want to say thank you so much. That just really boosts my mood. So I'll, I'll read through a couple of the answers. So somebody said to-do lists helps them get out of a rut, which I totally relate to. I'm a huge to-do list gal. I just feel like my life is totally put together when I have a new planner and a new notebook and read a to-do list. There is just something about it. So very, I very much feel that one. Somebody else said they do an apartment refresh out with the old and in with the new. Love that answer. I feel like cleaning out your apartment and getting, just going to HomeSense and buying like something as simple as a soap dispenser or like a new pillow. It's just, it, it changes the vibe for sure. So I love that. Um, I think a lot of people said like deep cleaning their apartment and listening to music. Does anyone else only listen to country music when they deep clean their apartment or is that just me? I really don't know where that comes from, but putting on the hot country Spotify playlist and doing a little clean changes your whole life, I swear. Somebody said, let themselves have a lazy day and bribe myself with food. (laughs) I love that. Very good. Little Pizza Hut, some modern family, never, you can never go wrong. Somebody said that they act how they want to feel, which I just think is such a good answer. Whenever I'm in a rut, this is something I was going to say too, is I just take a step back and genuinely think about how I'm feeling. And if I need to go for a walk, go for a workout, go sit down and watch Friends for four hours and order pizza, like no matter what I have set out to do that day, it really, the plans are just off the table because when I'm in a rut or I'm feeling burnt out, you need, I always just take a step back and just do what I'm feeling for like an hour or a day, like whatever you can. And I I just, I love that answer. I feel like it's a really, really important thing to say. I'll end on this one. Somebody says, identify the cause and make small changes. Small progress is still progress. Which I just love that. I think, I don't know, I've been feeling for sure burnt out lately and definitely in a rut. This weekend specifically, I just am feeling so tired and so, so burnt out. Um, If you guys don't know, I think I explained this, but I work nine to five in marketing and I also have a podcast. I run Busy Blooming. I have a YouTube channel. I have a boyfriend and family to FaceTime. My family's in Vancouver, so I spend a lot of time FaceTiming them. It's just... There's a lot going on. I I know for a lot of you as well, like hearing your takeover Tuesdays and your Facebook posts, like we have a lot going on in this community. Um, And I just think getting in a rut and getting burnt out, of course, it's like a normal thing. But I think if you're consistently getting burnt out, something needs to change. Like life shouldn't be a series of go, 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 getting burnt out, getting into a rut feeling discouraged and then like repeating that cycle when you feel motivated again sometimes I feel like I 
glorify getting burnt out sometimes or getting exhausted. I'm just like, oh, I'm just so exhausted from working so hard. But truly, it's so not healthy to be continuously burnt out at the end of every month or the end of every week. And I think for those of us who work full time, getting burnt out at your job like is just the worst feeling and feeling exhausted and like you just cannot take on anything else um, can put us in a rut a lot of the time. So I think I love that answer. Identify the cause and make small changes. Like if you need to have Sundays dedicated to self-care or if you need to give it yourself an hour in your workday to just close your eyes or go for a walk, like whatever it is, I think that just... I don't know, make small changes. I think it it really, truly changes your life, the small things. And yeah, I think my answer to this question of how do I get myself out of a rut, I take breaks, honestly. When I'm in a rut, either with work or with creativity for my side hustles, I think I just need to take a step back. Um, Sometimes what I've done is I've just taken like a personal day from work or I've taken a vacation day to just stop working and get a break and clear my head. That is really the only thing that can pull me out of feeling burnt out and in a rut. Um, I think when it comes to like a creative rut, I think Pinterest is stupid (laughs) as this sounds. Pinterest helps a lot with my creativity. And I think for me, and I've actually said this a lot on my channel, but whenever I feel in a rut, it's because I'm the only thing fueling me is discipline. Like I have no motivation literally whatsoever. Like I am not motivated. I'm not excited to be doing what I'm doing. I'm just doing it because I'm so disciplined to know that I have to do it. Like with my job, I mean, are we going to be motivated every single day at your job? No, for sure. There's a lot of discipline there. But I think for anything that we do, we need to find some sort of balance between being motivated and feeling inspired and you know remembering why you're doing something rather than just having the discipline of like I have to do this today so I think you know both of those I think taking a step back and taking a break really really helps me um and something else that really helps me I wanted to say is gratitude which we talked about with Joanna but gratitude has truly made such a change in my perspective in my life and I think in the society we're in we cannot be satisfied I guess I'll just speak for myself but I have a really hard time being content with what I have like it's just I'll get a raise at work or I'll get a new apartment or new clothes or more followers or more anything and I just have a really hard time not always looking to the next and looking to the next and wanting more and more but just being grateful and content for the job I have for the income I have for my family my this community and I think gratitude is just really really important and it puts so much stuff into perspective and just puts everything into perspective like being grateful to have a place to go to sleep every night being grateful to have someone to go to brunch with and someone to call being grateful for your health and for being able to work out and eat healthy and just I'm trying to remind myself to just you know, the things I am grateful for when I wake up in the morning and write out 10 things I'm grateful for that day, usually it's like family and shelter and income. And, you know, I think whatever we do write down, it's so important to like, 
put energy into those things and not get clouded by the more like superficial stuff um, because I think that's often not what we're grateful for, if you know what I mean. So anyways, those are my thoughts for the intro this week. Thank you to everybody who sent your premium submissions in as always. Again, if you guys want to be part of the intro or just take over the Instagram or just, you know, follow our very aesthetic feed, not that I'm biased. It's busy blooming with two G's on Instagram and we're also on TikTok and there's a lot of very exciting stuff coming up for this community this fall and next year. So make sure to join, stay tuned. And I think that's everything from me this week. Next week, I'll be back with Alexis, of course. And I think that's everything from me. So I hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode with Johanna and let's get into it. Okay, so we're here with Johanna Mullen on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Like truly when when you asked, I just like a little, I felt like a little kid on Christmas, just kind of like jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. So I already, I'm just like so thankful that you're you're raising the awareness of the stuff that doesn't really get talked about much. So thanks for yeah. having me. Totally. Of course. And I feel like your content and you as a person and your experience, like it's just such a good fit. And I feel like we're going to learn a lot today. And I'm just, I'm so excited to get into you, your journey, everything that you've learned. And I'm really excited. So before we get into it, do you want to just give a quick rundown of who you are, what your days look like, just so we can learn about you? Like she said, my name is Johanna Mullen. Um, I am a success coach and a public speaker. And I help ambitious women, specifically millennial women, achieve their goals with less effort and more joy, because that was something I really needed to figure out. So I identified it and I like did all the things to figure it out. Originally from Massachusetts, and I've always had big city dreams ever since I was gosh, like four years old, I've been like performing for people like in my living room, in my garage, my dad built a stage for me, like out of pallets, just so that um, I could have this space for me to share my gifts. I just always felt called to it. Um, I felt like I just had to literally express myself and um, create spaces where I could be heard. Um, which that comes into a lot of stuff uh, down the line of really wanting to be heard and wanting to be seen. Um, But since then, I was like, okay, I have these big city dreams. I need to live in New York. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to be an actress on Broadway. That's all I care about. Um, And so that brings me to college audition time. And by the grace of God, I got into Tisch um, as a BFA acting student in the conservatory program. And Moving to New York City at 18 is really crazy (laughs) Um, and learning more about myself, also um, learning more about the ugly parts of myself that I don't really want to deal with. None of us really want to deal with the ugly parts. Um, And I was just made aware um, through a lot of pain that maybe acting isn't what I wanted to do. Throughout college, I had always really, my whole life, struggled with my um, body image. And I started an Instagram while I was out there, which was how I started to get into the online space, into entrepreneurship. And I, by accident, started a business okay. <laughs> and helping people um, really find like a lot of consistency within their health and fitness goals in a way that's holistic, in a way that um, wasn't based on like shaming yourself for who you are or what you look like. Mm-hmm. And so through that process, I 
gosh, I just like dove deep into personal development. I had never heard of personal development before. Like I'd heard of like self-help and I thought it was weird. Like only people yeah. who are broken need self-help. And I'm just right. Like, right. Uh, and it's wild because I was broken. Um, and I didn't know how much I needed to really focus on myself. And so through that process of that business, I started to deep dive more and more into the personal development stuff, which is how I've pivoted into what I do today um, as a success coach. So now um, I actually do this full time and that's crazy. So I exciting. And like, it's like pinch me. I think I actually just hit my, on the sixth will be my two months as just working for myself. And it is fantastic. And um, obviously entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, but um, if you have that little bit of inkling that it might be for you, go for it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love so much of what you said. And I think your experience with being so convicted that you wanted to do something and then later down the line being like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this or not. I think that's something that almost everyone can relate to. It's like that feeling of it's almost like this disappointment. Like it's just something that you, it's just not what you thought it would be. And you change as we grow up, especially like that age from like 18 to like early twenties. I feel like you become like five different people all at once. And it's just, it's crazy. So I want to get into all of it. A question we ask every guest, and I would love to hear your answer to this is if you could go back to yourself at 18, what is something you would tell your 18 year old self? Well, first I would give her a hug. (laughs) I love it give her like a big bear hug when you know the person loves you mm-hmm. um but I think I would say like things things aren't going to go your way mm-hmm. but they're going to go way better than you can even imagine I love that yes that's so true because I think it's almost like a negative thing sometimes when things don't go our way and we think of it as a bad thing but it's oftentimes like so much better and I love that and that's a really good one thanks um <laughs> Okay, so I want to get into your post-grad journey and kind of how you got to where you are, like lessons learned along the way. I know we have a few things that you want to chat about. I'm so excited. Um, So when you were in that like post-grad phase of like, okay, I wanted to go to Broadway. Like I'm going to do this. This is what I've always wanted to do. And then you kind of thought maybe this isn't what I wanted to do. And you start spiraling from there maybe. Like what was that like? And what is something you did to kind of like even begin to get out of that place? Like, can you just take us through that journey a little bit? Previous year, things had gotten so bad at my program. Um, I was in the lowest place of my life. I was suicidal. I was locking myself in my room after rehearsals and we had a walk-in closet and I would literally go in the closet and cry for hours and hours and hours. And I wouldn't know why, but the tears were just streaming down my face. I was so upset at myself mm-hmm. I was so upset that my plan wasn't working I was so planned that like I had everything going for me and I was still miserable and so I was like I didn't ever really come to terms with that period of time where I was so sad and I was so depressed my senior year I said Johanna you have to start taking care of yourself mm-hmm. if you don't take care of yourself now there's going to be no self to take care of down the line like something has to give now. Um, and this is a non-negotiable. And so I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know. I just kind of like tried stuff. I was like, I'm going to start with my health and fitness. Cause that's some, I worked at the gym. That was my part-time like work study job. Um, I'm going to start working out 
and like moving more and um, like trying to eat healthier, even though I was broke and like all these things, I was just trying. Uh, I was just putting the energy and the effort out there because I had no other choice at that point. I had already hit rock bottom. So through that self-discovery of like doing things in service of my health, doing things in service of my life that I wanted, the way that I wanted to feel just like truly in service of my highest self, the person that I aspire to be down the line. I don't know what mm-hmm. she's going to do for a job, but like the way I just know that I want to and deserve to feel those little baby steps were the catalyst for me to start building upon the little things, the things that were going to compound and start to become not just like things that took so hard to like show up for like going to the gym or working out or eating a vegetable, Mm -hmm. but like, (laughs) or drinking water. Um, but like would truly compound into things that became my habits. And Mm -hmm. then those habits ended up becoming my lifeline. Mm -hmm. And then my, I like look back and see like, wow, like now everything is different. And it just proved to me like through taking action that I am capable yeah. And then so like that sort of mentality of like, if I do this, then it will give me confidence, not I need confidence. And then I will do this. Wow. There's so much of you that you said that I want to dig into it. And something that really sticks out to me is that confidence is such a pattern. It's like when you were in a situation, you knew it wasn't for you because you stopped feeling confident. And I think that's so important to know, because I think, like I said, so many people, so many of us listening, I'm sure have been through a point where you're like, I don't think this is right for me, but I'm not sure. Like, should I just push through? I know everything's not supposed to be easy. Like it's really tough. And I mean, kudos to you for being so bold and like doing something completely different. I think that's definitely like a big courageous thing to do and just say like, this is not for me doing something else I deserve better like I'm going to pull myself out of this place like do you think that health and fitness is what pulled you out of that dark place or are there other things that kind of like led you to where you are now yeah I mean it definitely was the start Mm -hmm. it was because it proved to me because I I already knew that people weren't giving me the external validation that I needed. Mm -hmm. And so I had to find it somewhere. Once I started getting like really solidified on my health and fitness journey, I started diving into personal development books, podcasts, YouTubes, different sort of um, ways of thinking and surrounding myself with people who are entrepreneurial. Like that honestly unlocked something in me in a way that I was like, oh, the thing that I felt about performing, I feel that again being um, around other people who were going after goals, who were like wanting something more than just Mm -hmm. like, like going through the motions, like they Mm -hmm. were, they were ready for greatness and they were willing to do what it would take. It was so refreshing. And it lit me up in again, in a way that like I hadn't felt in a long time. And I was like, I have to continue this. Mm -hmm. And then I learned, I was like, Oh, I'm actually like, absorbing a lot and I'm sharing a lot and people are interested in what I have to say. And they're saying like, you're inspiring me. And like the thing that you just said made my day better. Like I was having a crap day and like you said something like in the personal development realm or mindset or whatever. And it made me think differently. Yeah. And thank you. And so I was like, maybe I have something here. Like maybe I can take these tools and like, as much as I love health and fitness, like that's not that's not why I was put on this earth. Like, I think I was 
put on this earth to like have these conversations and allow people to know, especially perfectionists that like, it doesn't have to go perfectly for you to be worthy. It doesn't have to go the way that you want it to, or else you're a failure. And, Cause that's just what I thought my whole life. And I know so many people out there are suffering and holding themselves back because they, they just think that if it doesn't go exactly the way that they think it does, or that their mom says it has to, or, or whatever, like that it's not worth pursuing. And mm-hmm. then they get held up in inaction and then they don't go after their goals. And then they're in the exact same spot, but they're just even more miserable. And I just can't have any other women staying in that state. I'm like, no, we're going to pull our pants up. Our high-waisted <laughs> jeans are coming with us. And we're going to do something about this. We're going to get over the perfectionism. I love it. I love it. And I, I think it's what you said is amazing. It's like when you are doing something, there is like a specific feeling when you are doing something that lights you up and that you love. And it's indescribable. Like I have, when I'm at my nine to five job, do I have that feeling? No, I definitely do not. And I think that's okay. And I, I think for people listening, I know a lot lot of our community has like a nine to five and it's okay that you're nine to five. You don't, aren't obsessed with it. And I know we say that all the time, but if you, I think it is so important to have something, like you said, that does light you up and you're like, I love this. This makes me so happy. I'm confident in this. I'm good at this. Like it makes, you're surrounded by people who light you up as well. And I think that's just such an important thing that you said. Could you talk a little bit about like perfectionism? So when someone comes to you, like one of your clients that struggles with this, like where do you even begin? And like, what do you see kind of as like a big pattern of people who are like kind of stunted by perfectionism? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it comes from our school systems because Mm -hmm. we're, the way that they're set up is for people to take information, take a test, get graded on that test. And it's ranked based on how well you did the test, not necessarily how well you, not necessarily how well, um, you interpreted that or how, or how critically you can think. So a lot of perfectionism starts from a really young age, especially for people who have like high aptitudes, who are intelligent. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's nothing against their intelligence, but they've learned from a young age. If I do well in school, then I get a good grade. Like if I, I take the test, I get a good grade. Then because of that, I'm ranked high. Mm -hmm. I'm seen as important. And I like that feeling. And then maybe my mom says I'm good. Or maybe my dad says like, way to go. Like you're, I'm proud of you. And then the cycle continues. But then when you get out of a school setting and you're still in that tendency of, I need to make, I need to get a hundred on the test of life in order to be seen as worthy, in order to be loved, in order to um, like do anything with my time to, to be, have people around me still, or else I'll, I'll be abandoned. Like these behavioral things are left unattended when we don't have academia anymore, especially like, and it starts to kind of unravel a little bit in college because college is set up differently than like say grade school. But then when you're into the real world and you're like, wow, I have to figure this all out on my own. And what worked for me back then isn't working for me now. No one's grading my, my day. No one is my paper of my week. And so I have to find a way 
to get that internal validation, to get that internal worth and understand that like, like my worth as a human is not dictated by what I do. Mm -hmm. It is who you are because like people won't remember you for what you said to them. They'll remember you for how you made them feel. And so Mm -hmm. like the less that we can focus on the things that we do as our, our means of worthiness, our means of value in the world. And the more that we can focus on, okay, how do I make other people feel? How do I make myself feel and focus on that as our measure of success, the happier our lives are, because then it's not just like tied up in like, oh, I have to do this thing perfectly or else it's not going to work or it's not worth my time. That's the biggest one that I see a lot of, of my clients come to me with is like, I just have so many things that I want to do, but I'm scared that, or like, it comes out that I'm scared to take action on them because if it doesn't look perfect, then I'm not worthy. And so it's the more that we can like unlearn these toxic behaviors, these toxic beliefs that being perfect is the only thing that's available to us or else we're a failure at life, then one, what, what does that say about what you think about other people? And then two, what does that say about like the kind of quality of life that you are looking for? Mm-hmm. Because it takes a lot of energy to like maintain the facade of perfectionism, like to maintain the facade of perfection. Yeah. And like, that's exhausting. And that's why most of the time when people are struggling to hit their goals, like whether it's like a business goal that they have or they want a promotion or they're working on their health and fitness and they're trying to like lose weight or whatever. Like they get caught up in the minutia because they think it has to be done perfectly. And so then they don't take action and then they're left in the same spot and then they're frustrated. They're like, but I want, but I want things to be perfect. Like I, that should be, that should be my guiding light in order to be successful. But it's like, that's not how the world works. Mm-hmm. The world works through messy action. It's like you make a mistake and you learn from that and you try not to make it again the next time instead of avoiding perfection. I mean, avoiding failure to keep yourself safe and to keep yourself small and keep yourself in this place where it, you can like have an understanding of what the expectations are. Like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, if I just like stay here because I know everything I'm doing right now is in the same realm and no one's going to judge me for failing or for trying and having it not work out or for trying for a while at something that I love and then it doesn't pan out the way and I have to pivot, like I might as well just stay here because it's comfortable. Perfectionists yeah. love comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. And I think I really like what you said about how it starts at school. And it's interesting because when we're in school, especially like, you know, whatever, university high school, it's like the definition of perfection is, is is so clear it's like if you get 100 percent, it's perfect it's clear like that's perfect but then when you graduate and you're like in your 20s or whatever age it's that definition is now kind of made up by you so i think sometimes we put this like crazy high goal being like this is perfect to me and I, if i don't do this i'm failing and it's like well, maybe it all starts too. And I'm sure we'll get into it as well. Like setting goals that like, why are you setting this goal? Why are you trying to achieve such an insanely high standard? Like, I love the quote that, and like to your point of not starting stuff, it's like done is better than perfect. It's like, if it's done, just that's great. You started like, just do something. Like I'm sure social media 
I think it plays both ways with like perfectionism. And I'm sure you have a tons of thoughts on this. It's like, I think it's getting better. Like we're getting more raw and more real. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like it's still social media. It's still a toxic place. Um, <laughs> like, how do you think like social media kind of plays into our mental state, like perfectionism? Yeah, I mean, you have to be so intentional with social media in general because mm-hmm. like, I was talking about this the other day with someone like as humans we're made to worship things like we literally sat around fires because it was mesmerizing right. like we love to gaze upon things and so if we we find something like a phone mm-hmm. and we spend all of our time just like admiring it whether or not the content fuels us in a way that feels good or is good for our mental health like it's hard to break that pattern so it's very important to be intentional with social media we're not designed as humans to consume as much as we do like if you're an entrepreneur listening like you should be creating more than you consume in order to like maintain your level of creativity and just like love that come combat the the tendency to just kind of like compare or to be doing research when you're really just scrolling <laughs> like that's like a huge trap but I think when it comes to like perfectionism um and showing up on social media I I think since for so long I've been focused on like the authentic stuff and like really sharing about my vulnerability and my like being suicidal in college and having it all right on paper but like internally I was a mess so like I think for me, it's been easier to not feel like I need to appear perfect, but like it still shows up. Like mm-hmm. if I see someone else who has a business that's similar to mine or is doing really well in their business, even if they're not similar to mine, like comparison is like, it's just, it's going to happen. Like it, it just yeah. is by nature. You can't control your first thought, but like you can control your second thought. So like after you have that, like, oh, that's so great for them. And then you might like, kind of like feel low vibe and start to kind of feel bad about yourself it's like you have to be able to have the self-awareness to like stop it mm-hmm. uh, just like any drug I mean social media has addiction like it's no different so like oh, yeah. you have to be able to cut yourself off before you've gotten too drunk I, I don't know because I find that it's like with um hustle culture and stuff it's like it's good it's it's like good when you're like working like crazy and like having no breaks and you're perfect and like you're achieving <laughs> this perfectionism and like what like what do you think is the balance between like hustling pushing yourself but also giving yourself grace to not be perfect all the time like that I have always struggled so much with that like what do you think is kind of like that balance yeah I mean I think for people who have done that and burnt out when after the burnout it's a really good like teacher for you to Mm -hmm. not do that again so I think most people as horrible as this sounds usually have to experience the low in order to change their behavior that's with anything honestly um but like i i would definitely say the balance comes from boundaries for sure like carving out time for yourself isn't a nice thing to do it's a necessity it is your lifeline if you don't take care of yourself whatever you're doing for your job which is for other people you have to take care of yourself first Mm -hmm. or else you're not going to be around you're going to be a shell of a human you're going to be going through the motions you're not going to be showing up well for work so then you might get fired or you might get deep um demoted like Mm -hmm. who knows what could happen if you don't take care of yourself Mm -hmm. hustling at the expense of yourself is not worth it 
no matter what the paycheck is, no matter what the benefits are, it is not worth it for your self-preservation. It's not. Yeah. So like the more that you can focus on, say you don't have control over your schedule. Cause it's easy for me to say now because I quit my job right. and now I work for myself that I can create the schedule of my dreams. That's been four years in the making right. of building a brand and like pivoting and changing and learning and taking messy action. So it, it might feel like it's overnight, but no, it's been four years in the making and being really intentional with that. But like, if you have other commitments that take up your time and that are responsibilities that you are responsible for, those are not your top priority. You have to be your top priority. And that might sound like, oh, like that's nice for other people, but not for me. If you're saying that in your head right now, I promise you that needs to be your top priority. Yeah. <laughs> if you're rolling your eyes at me right now, I'm like, oh, she's a mindset coach. She does mindfulness, blah, 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 blah. Like nice for her. Yeah. You need to join my program, <laughs> but like truly you need to pour into yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup as cliche as it sounds like mm -hmm. the more that you can take care of yourself and then still have to show up for those other things, the easier it is because you don't yeah. feel like you're just completely famished from the things that make you feel alive. Cause normally like when people, oh, there's such a good quote I heard the other day. It's like, you don't need to focus on doing less. You need to focus more on doing the things that make you feel alive and right. like focus on those things and you make sure that they are priorities for you, whether that's uh, going to the beach on the weekend and just like truly being present there and letting that fill your cup and then the rest of the week, if you do have to hustle crazy because you're um, a big law lawyer or something and you, they're, they're working until midnight and all the craziness of that schedule, <laughs> but like um, truly like if you fill your cup, even in the small parts of your day or the small parts of your week, they have a big impact, but you can't just not show up for yourself and be present in those moments. Mm -hmm. I'd say that's probably between that and like social media boundaries. Cause this thing wastes a lot of time <laughs> we have so much time of our precious life that we can't get back. I love that quote. Like do don't focus on doing less do what fills you up because I think for me, like with doing YouTube and the podcast and working, I think a lot of people have side hustles and it's like, you think, oh, I should just take Sunday and do nothing. And like, I started doing that at the beginning of the year and like, I felt so down. Like I would just spend Sunday being like, I'm going to watch Modern Family all day and like hang out and like do nothing. I think, like you said, like check in, like just because I think it's like taking breaks, you have to take time off. Like you just have yeah. to. And I think, right. but that taking breaks and taking time off, like you said, can be going to the beach or going for a walk or like doing stuff, I think. Is right. You don't have to be a vegetable on the couch. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Unless that really fuels you. Mm -hmm. That's where you have to be really self-aware of knowing like, okay, is this thing actually going to benefit me? Or am I just vegging out and numbing out because I don't want to deal with something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Do you find that perfectionism like people generally generally when they come to you have a lot of anxiety like people who are perfectionists are anxious yes and no a lot mm -hmm. of times uh, I mean like it definitely shows itself um <laughs> a lot but I find perfectionists tend to be more depressed than anxious mm. um and there's a lot of science behind that too but um I I definitely think it comes 
from a deep fear and a deep, um, yeah, there's like a really, really strong fear of being unlovable Mm. um, in perfectionists and being um, like not having value. And, um, and a lot of times those feelings are so heavy that like depression tends to be more common and it's sneaky because people are high functioning when people are perfectionists, they're more often high functioning people, like they have high functioning depression because that's, that's where I was. Like Mm -hmm. I was doing all the things I was still showing up. It wasn't like I was just like, and not just, but like, it's not like I was staying in bed and like, couldn't get out of bed. Um, and like not eating or like all of those sort of things. Like I was high functioning, but that doesn't mean the depression isn't there. It doesn't mean that the, um, chemical imbalances aren't there, but like anxiety too. Like I noticed, like, as I got older and the more that phones became present in our every life, um, that anxiety, or I will say anxious feelings, um, were more common. So Mm -hmm. like, it's a lot of times it's both because most of us, we don't live lives that like allow our central nervous systems to rest. They don't, we don't live lives that, um, promote stillness or respite or, or, um, ways to restore. We just kind of continue fumbling along until it's too late Mm -hmm. or it gets to a rock bottom. And that's when, excuse me, that mental health stuff starts to like show its ugly face. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it's it's both. I would definitely yeah. say both. Yeah. What are like the, I don't want to say symptoms, but like, what do you see in people, like their actions and their behaviors of someone who is, like you would say, is a perfectionist? Oh, yeah. Well, they are busy people. Like mm-hmm. they love being busy. They love puttering. They love doing things. They love... Um, filling their time unnecessarily because they don't want to be still or to be seen as not working or not trying or um, not showing up. Like it's a a lot of perfectionism is about how things seem versus how Mm -hmm. they are. So like a lot of times perfectionists will make the longest to-do lists of their lives, like truly like scroll worthy. (laughs) Like you drop the scroll and it like runs down the street. going 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 but yet they're not doing any of the things they just keep adding things to their lists mm-hmm. um because it's never enough to feel that like you completed something um they yeah so being busy is like the number one thing like they they love to have multiple jobs they love to um fill their time in a way that seems impressive i mean perfectionism is actually the the sexy name for procrastination <laughs> So they're actually one in the same. (laughs) A lot of times perfectionists are procrastinators because they don't like taking action because they're afraid. So they are creating these lists and creating this time to think about things or to like get it all organized before they do it. It's actually just like heightened procrastination. And I think of like the, the movies in the eighties of like all the like stoners and they're like, ah! like people think like procrastinators are like that. It's like, no, no, no. Anyone who says that they are a perfectionist are almost always um, a procrastinator too. So I noticed they have a lot of trouble taking actions on their goals. They don't like taking effort towards thing or making effort towards things um that might not yield the results that they want because they're very protective of their energy they only want to spend it on things that are like a guarantee 
um, which is why a lot of times when perfectionists come into the entrepreneurial space, they have such a hard time. I know I did, but like a lot of people, whether they're like a new business owner, whether they're in network marketing, whether they are in podcasting or YouTube, if they are perfectionists, they have such a hard time understanding that you just need to get stuff out there. Totally. You just need to get it out there. It doesn't need to be right the first time that you do it. You just have to build the muscle until it feels like until you feel confident, until it feels easier, um, until you understand what it takes to do those things. And then you can like, like 1.2, 1.5, 1.7, the speed of how, how long it takes. So um, that is definitely like a hurdle for people who are perfectionists. And a lot of times too, like they are, they just, they don't realize that um, it's okay to do things and have them flop. Right. That it's just, it is the best teacher you can possibly have to do something and have it not work. Because then it gives you the opportunity to reflect and sit with yourself and say, okay, do I want to keep going or do I want to do something different? Mm-hmm. And then you actually, that's how you build the course. That's how you build the, the MapQuest direction. <laughs> I saw like a funny thing the other day about MapQuest and how we had to like print it out back in oh the day. Oh my God. Yes. Jen, like the generation below us will never know about MapQuest. <laughs> how important it was to read the directions really fast. <laughs> oh my God. And if you missed one, like you missed where, it, where are you, you supposed to, to go? It out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like through those mistakes and through, um, those, uh, unanticipated things or these shifts that happen that are out of your control being a control freak is also another one Mm. you want for perfectionists um but like when these things happen that are out of your control they are your best teachers and you want them to happen you you want to have the contrast of not everything working out in the way that you designed it to because Mm -hmm. it's going to be better if you just allow there to be flexibility yeah it comes to full circle to what you're talking about at the beginning too of like things just not working out and it's better than what you thought if someone listening is like okay I feel called out like you literally just described me I mean of course besides checking out your course and your content like what in terms of like self-care and mindset like where do you even begin like to get out of this yeah I would say starting small because perfectionists like to do things like okay, I'm going to just like revamp everything. I haven't ever done self-care or done anything with my health and fitness. So that means I'm actually going to do the hardest thing possible. And that's how I'm going to be worthy. I'm going to do this extreme thing and it will get me there faster. It'll be a guaranteed result, all that garbage. Don't do that. (laughs) I promise you, you will be farther back than you would have ever wished to be if you do that extremism. Um, Because the baby steps are actually where the changes happen. Like I didn't realize how much my life had changed probably until like a year ago, until Mm -hmm. I like saw my surroundings. And I was like, I literally dreamed for this life. I dreamed to live in a body like this and nothing about abs, but like a body that I had autonomy over and that I felt strong in and that I felt confident to literally put my shoulders back and look people in the eye. I used to not look people directly in the eye, Tessa. Like I literally (laughs) wouldn't make eye contact. And I got called out for it all the time as a kid. And like, as an adult in acting classes too, they'd be like, Johanna, your eye line is off. And it's because I didn't want people to see me. 
I literally right. didn't want people to see my soul. And so like being able to like have these little baby steps of like, even starting with just like not over scheduling yourself, mm-hmm. like giving their space between the things that you have to do to allow for honestly, just like, like going to get a coffee or going to get a walk or get like get in a walk or just kind of like sitting and like looking at like all the stuff in your apartment and just like acknowledging it. Um, so just like allowing there to be more space in your schedule instead of priding yourself on being busy. Um, I think that's a great place to start. And then I think the thing that was most transformative for me was practicing gratitude every single day. Mm-hmm. Gratitude was probably the biggest thing that changed my life. Like when I yeah. think about it, because another thing that perfectionists are so consumed by is everything on the outside. They just care so much about how things appear, how things are perceived, how other people think about them. And yet whatever they have already in their life, they, if they don't practice gratitude, it's never enough. Mm-hmm. You never have enough. You never have enough food. You never have enough things. You have or have enough clothes. Like it is never enough because inherently as a perfectionist, you never feel like you are enough, which is why you keep doing, 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 doing. So it's like, mm-hmm. it stems from that. So that when you can practice gratitude for $30 AirPods, I have a phone right next to me that works. Like I can talk to anyone in the world on this thing. It literally takes 17 seconds of positive thinking, of positive gratitude, actively practice and viscerally in your body, feeling the gratitude in order to change your state. Mm. It's so powerful that you can change how you feel in 17 seconds. And the fact that more people don't do that, the more the fact that more people don't know about this incredible thing that seems so insignificant and so many people are like, oh yeah, I'm thankful for that. And they just like, don't actually viscerally feel it in their body. They're missing out. You have to actually experience the gratitude, not just say it, not just write it in the journal. Like those are good practices to have, but the more that you can viscerally feel it in your soul, in your heart, in your butt, in your feet, in your elbows, like every part of you fills up. And the more that you can just acknowledge the things that you have around you, even if they're not yours, like say you're at a coffee shop and you're like, I love these lights. They're so vibey. that just acknowledging the thing gives you more life. It gives you more vitality. It allows you to sparkle more. It allows people to see your soul more. And it makes you more attractive to other people, whether it's romantically or platonically or in business even. Like it makes people want to be around you because you are inherently raising your vibe. You're inherently giving gratitude for things instead of just being like everyone else and just like taking everything for granted. Yeah. Like imagine better world we could be in if more people actually practice gratitude for the things that they had and how much happier people would be with the things that they have instead of feeling like they need to fill a void Mm -hmm. of just like despair and and doubt and all of these things and like it's a practice it takes it takes time but then when you start to notice you're doing it every day and you start to notice little by little that like your life feels better and your life feels more aligned and your life feels just truly more magical and the way that you as a kid like it it, in in your brain thought that your life was going to look like it's going to start feeling that way Mm -hmm. because you're acknowledging the things around you and having gratitude for them so I'd say those are the two first things gratitude and creating space in your day yeah 
wanting more and more and more. It's like, you get a raise at work with a more salary, a higher salary. It's not enough. You want a bigger salary. You get a new clothing item, you're bored. You want another one. It's like constant, constant, constant. And I think it's just from a lot of different reasons, especially if you're someone like a perfectionism with, I can definitely see myself in that for sure. It's like, oh, you hit 30,000 subscribers. Okay. Well, I want a hundred thousand. <laughs> like it's just never right. enough. Do you find that like gratitude in your life? Like what kind of effect has that had on your life? Wow. Tears literally just started coming to my eyes just with you asking that question. <laughs> I mean, I literally feel alive. I feel alive every single day of my life when I felt dead for so many years. And I feel like I'm able to be a better partner for my boyfriend who like has been with me throughout all of this journey. I'm able to show up with the light and the the joy that he deserves in a partner and that I can be around people and know that I'm not going to be a downer and that I'm not going to um, make people's lives worse, but that I'm actually here to make people's lives better and that I'm able to acknowledge the beauty in other people and know that it's not, um, that they're not my competition, but actually that they're just right beside me and that they're wins are my wins because when other people rise we rise and so I my life feels so good Mm -hmm. and do I have other things that I want to achieve of course I'm an achiever by nature like that is I have so many things I want to get up to like I literally had an idea on the couch for like a new business that literally like I saw the words in my brain and I like perked up like a kid like I got so excited by it because I've readied my body to accept these ideas, to be open to listening to the thoughts in my head and the thoughts um, that like of what I can generate. And um, that stuff wasn't happening because my head was so consumed with all of the negativity and all of the not enoughness that Mm -hmm. I felt. And so like every part of my life feels so much lighter and easier and um, more joyful and silly. Like I dance every single day of my life. I shake yeah. my butt to like yacht rock <laughs> and like, like all these funny songs. And like, I just don't have a care in the world when I'm doing that. And like, I don't, I don't think about oh, what does my body look like when I'm doing this? Or like, mm-hmm. what, what will people think of me if I'm dancing in my kitchen and whatever, like mm-hmm. I, I can do whatever I want. I have freedom to just express my myself and express my life and and share myself with other people mm-hmm. and like gratitude was like the gateway drug for like me to understand like I can have whatever I want and I can feel whatever I want and I have so much around me already like I have so many blessings that like a previous Johanna wouldn't have ever thought possible mm-hmm. And so it's like, how could I not give gratitude? Mm -hmm. How could I not call attention to these things when, like, when you, when you give the gratitude to them, like the thing itself, you, you begin to recognize the thing itself isn't what makes your life amazing. It's like, wow, this thing's a gift. This is like, this isn't mine. This is a gift. Someone gave me a gift, even if it was myself. Like if I bought this water bottle, like, wow, this is a gift. Like I could just not have this water. Or mm-hmm. I like this microphone that I'm using for this podcast. Like we mm-hmm. could just not have this. Like what a gift. Mm-hmm. If you treat everything like a gift, because it is, mm-hmm. the, the better life feels. 
every mm-hmm. day feels like Christmas morning if you choose to let it feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I love, of course, everything you said as always. But I think what a shame to go through life just wanting more all the time. Like what a yeah. waste of of just so much. I think I'm so negative sometimes, and I think everybody is. And it's like negative thoughts just build and build and build. And it's yeah. like, you miss out on all the good things you have. Even the fact of being employed after a pandemic is an amazing thing. Like if you were listening to this, and you have a job, like that is amazing. Like to have a paycheck coming in, it's something right. that in itself to be so grateful for, to be in an apartment, to have a, an amazing partner. Like you said, it's like when your negative thoughts are just building and building and building, you're missing out on all those things for like whatever amount of time that is that you're like totally clouded. And I think right. it's just what a shame to go through life that way. I love what you said, like dancing and waking up and feeling like it's Christmas. It's like, of course things happen, but you do have, like your mind is so powerful and it Mm -hmm. impacts you so much. Right. And like the thing I think a lot of people get confused on is the fact that there's, there's this fear that if you show gratitude for something that you're not happy with, that that means that you're settling. Mm -hmm. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. It's like, if you have something and you show gratitude for it, that energetically raises your vibe. It makes Mm. you a better person and it allows you to show up for that job in a way that makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. Like it literally is practical. It allows Mm -hmm. you to not show up miserable to the thing. And it almost gives you like, um, like a little bit of a barrier from other negative things Mm -hmm. coming into your space. Mm -hmm. Cause like, what a gift it could be if even you're at a job that you don't love, that you're the person that make people happy there. Like that you're the person who like sheds light on, maybe it's a dark situation. Maybe it's even like during the pandemic and you were a healthcare worker and it was such a heavy time and space. And I am so grateful for all the work that the the frontline workers and other healthcare workers um, did throughout the entire pandemic. Like if you're the person that can show up and spread even an ounce of joy and an ounce of light into someone's day, just by you being yourself and feeling vibrant and not feeling like a shell of a human, what a gift that is. And what a Mm -hmm. ripple effect that is. Like you're literally changing people's lives. Yeah. And I find that an empty, if you feel empty, like your cup is empty, like filling other people's up will fill you up. Like giving positive vibes and like being happy like it will fill you up even if you don't feel that way I think it helps a lot and yeah I I love that you said that and I think feels good to feel good that's literally like my motto in life it feels good good. so if you don't feel good focus on what you can do to feel good like what is going to make you feel in a way that either gets you to neutral or gets you above neutral Mm -hmm. is that dancing and shaking your butt and taking yourself like (laughs) negative seriously (laughs) um like playing a video game on your phone that makes you nostalgic of your childhood Mm -hmm. or is it having a phone call with someone or is it like reflecting um on like a passage of like a bible or a quote book or something like what is going to raise your your energy level so that you get out of the the hole and you get to neutral or above Mm -hmm. because you get to dictate that you just have to make the choice Mm -hmm. every single time and it's so hard but it's so worth it yeah yeah and I think like I think we often think of romanticizing things in a bad way but truly I think romanticizing your life can 
sometimes like really help and make you feel better about your situation if you are feeling negative like Mm -hmm. just saying like I like my job today like I am so grateful for all these things I have such a great life like even if you don't feel that way I think just saying it and it it does help a lot and oh yeah a good thing for sure yeah okay I think that was everything I wanted to talk to you about. This was so fun. I'm, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Plug all your stuff. Like, I want everyone to go follow you. Uh, watch all your content. Like, where can people find you? Of course. So um, on Instagram and TikTok, it is at the Johanna Mullen, J-O-H-A-N-N-A-M-U-L-L-E-N. Um, I'm constantly on there sharing all things about, like, breaking up with perfectionism, entrepreneurship, um, mindset, mindfulness, daily habits, like all the good stuff. Um, and I actually am running my 12 week group coaching program, the alignment accelerator, which is for incredibly ambitious millennial women who want to achieve their goals with less effort and more joy. Um, specifically perfectionists. This is like the, my lifeline of what was able to take me from being afraid to live and to try to having a successful business, running a business online from anywhere. I'm literally on vacation right now, like, um, to really just like having a life of my dreams and knowing that there's so much more available to me. Um, so if you're interested, just like hit me up on the gram and, um, we're starting September 13th. So awesome. Everyone go follow, go check it out. I'm, I'm so (laughs) excited. Um, so yeah, well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Bye. Bye.